0: Is your phone full of rusty neon sign pics?
1: Do LEDs make your eyes bleed? Then pop in your headphones. And enter a place where the code enforcers can't hear you scream. It all looks easy, but as they say in the trade, it's something any child could do with 20 years practice. Just watch. Just, just, just watch. The bright lights are taking their scientific shape.
0: We're DJ and Allison, and you're listening to Neon Nonsense.
1: Well, hey, DJ, welcome. To How's it going? So fine. No,
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's, so fine. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. Right. Because the truth is, we haven't released an episode in a while because we were on quote unquote vacation. <laughs> and by that, I mean, balls-to-the-walls busy with other neon things and life things. So,
1: Neon is life, Allison. What are you talking about?
0: Neon is life.
1: <laughs> yes! Season two! Official season two! We were just getting before. Season two for real! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're DJ and Allison. This is a Neon Nonsense podcast. Maybe you're just joining us i'm in durham she's in seattle we have lots of similarities and lots of differences and that's what makes us great (laughs) yep (laughs) well
0: so if you're just joining us welcome as dj already alluded to so we just want to take a quick second do a little quick intro if you really want to get to know us the first episode of our first season is where we just laugh and like Do ridiculousness and kind of fuck around. So feel free to listen to that episode if you want more details. But just a reminder my name is Allison Buchanan. I'm located in Seattle, Washington. I own and operate Radiant Neon. And I love the West Coast. But more on that later. I digress a little bit. We really care about bringing. More women and um, other underserved populations to our space and making that an option for people. It's a pretty unattainable medium. So we also try to have w- really wide price points as well. And when I'm not hanging out at my neon shop, DJ and I are chilling here at the podcast or I'm playing with my pups and my partner. DJ, who the hell are you?
1: <laughs> who the hell am I? <laughs> my name's DJ. I'm in durham north carolina and i own hex neon i'm currently a solo situation but moving into a larger space currently and hope for that to change one day um i love north carolina i'm originally from delaware so been an east coaster all but four years of my life when i did a brief stint to arkansas and um yeah this is just a continuation of the conversation that alice and i constantly have going back and forth trying to convince each other to move move closer to each other. Yes. too far.
0: I know. <laughs> I keep trying to get us to meet in the middle and neither of us want to be in the middle. Sorry, no offense, middle, because we each believe our coast is the best coast.
1: Best coast. Mm-hmm. Best coast, best coast. Best coast. Rent's too high! The rent's too damn high! The rent's too damn high! <laughs> this economy
0: well we just wanted to welcome everyone back again and talk about some of our favorite highlights from last season if you aren't caught up and then we want to share a little bit about kind of the fun we have planned for season two we finally got our shit together and we are actually planning and we have some incredible interviews lined up we're really excited we have already had the chance to talk to a few folks and we cannot wait to share with you but before we move on to the new season DJ do you have any highlights that you want to share with the group from last season
1: uh, I think my favorite right now no offense to anybody I love all of our all of our guests but I think the most special episode for me was the Museum of Neon Art in Glendale California because I had never been it was really treat treat to get a personal walkthrough from Corey at their their beautiful show that they did for their anniversary to see Larry Albright's work in that room with the plasma room. It was just really special. And um, I'm really grateful for that experience.
0: Yeah, that was fun. We also got to hang out. We were teaching a class. Oh, that was fun. Yep.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: One of my favorite things that stands out from our last season is actually something that helps me all the time. And it was um a little tidbit from shauna peterson she told us about how in one of her shops you know many years ago someone wasn't paying attention and the ribbon burner caught fire in the neck and it melted the ribbon and that was one of the most helpful important things that I'd ever heard because I'm it. we think that it has happened twice in our shop now and I knew what was happening and I knew how to act and it was really, really important. So I feel like one of my favorite things about our previous episodes, not only that tidbit from Shauna, but other um, episodes is that we really get a chance to have some of that knowledge that some folks would forget to even mention, but just kind of comes up organically through our conversations. So Feel free to re, re-listen to any of your past episodes. If you want to set up a shop, we have a plumbing episode. And if you want to just talk about troubleshooting, we have a few of those tidbits mixed into our other episodes as well. So thanks for going on this journey with us. And if you're just joining, thanks for joining the journey. We're having a great time. We hope that you enjoy listening as well. Long live Neon. Long
1: live Neon. <laughs> Join the Neon Guild. Yeah. Join the Neon Guild, everybody. We're also founding members of the Guild, and it's been super fun to just watch it grow kind of organically as people Mm -hmm. kind of learn about it. Yeah. Also, I get those emails, so I physically get to see when it happens. Uh, People join. Pretty (laughs) exciting. Yeah. What do we got going on in season two?
0: We, okay, the truth is we have some plans, but things might go awry. So for now we have some really cool themes that we're excited to share. We're kind of trying to focus this next season on things like sustainability. So we're kind of looking for more early to mid career vendors and talking to them and hearing a little bit about folks who've been in the industry for a long time and how they've sort of sustained their businesses, as well as things like you've probably heard rumors about supply chain issues and changes in our supply access. So we're Going to spend some time
1: talking to folks who help us gain our supplies. We also wanted to highlight something that I think a lot of us, a lot of creative people, especially if they own their own business, kind of put to the side, which is really important, which is how to rest, how to take Mm. care of your body. Um, I myself am going through a lot of fun wrist tingly feelings right now that I need to figure out what the heck's going on, and just how to like generally take it easy every once in a while and be kind to our bodies. So, that in addition to taking one for the team and mentioning that maybe the West or the East Coast isn't the best coast, and talking to some Central United States vendors for (laughs) a change um, and seeing where they're coming from. Uh, What are the uh, challenges and advantages to being over in that part of the world? We want to hear from those people.
0: Yeah, we're pretty stoked about season two. We got a fun lineup and We uh, look forward to our plans changing based on who we talk to and what we learn. So
1: exactly going on this journey with us. While we've been taking a vacay from the podcast, we've been doing a lot of other neon related activities. And we'd like to briefly highlight a few of them for you. Uh, Specifically, I'm really excited to kind of give an update on the Neon Makers Guild Regional Benders Bash that we had at Uptown Neon in Richmond, Virginia, September. Yeah, it was really wonderful get-together. I think we ended up having about 25 benders come through from all over. I think the furthest was either to lead Chicago, I think. I think Zoelle came from Chicago, which was amazing, and um, we were really glad to have her. It was the first time I ever met her, so that was really wonderful. And um, seeing all different age groups was really inspiring too there were um all sorts of levels there and that was great and if you haven't been to uptown neon in richmond it is a magical place it was started by a man named Doug toylan in richmond um back in the 80s and he has been cranking out beautiful neon signs for that city for many years sadly he passed away um in 2020 but his apprentice Chloe Cotwith, who is an Alfred alum, and she has taken over the shop and is doing a wonderful job keeping Doug's neon legacy alive. And it was really wonderful to see how much neon is in that space. There's a couple pictures going around the internet on the Guild website and then also on the Instagram. If you saw any of them, you can see that there's just years and years and years of neon units hanging from the ceiling in a really interesting hanging mechanism that involved large nails <laughs> they were just like really large nails like 12 inch nails out of almost all the rafters that were just loaded with all kinds of neon units and you could look for hours and find new ones like by the end of the day i felt like i had seen almost everything but then eventually i found a neon gumby <gasps> it's just yeah there was just so much wonderful it's a joy to be in that space and see that it's still gonna stick around so I need a neon um, gumby neon gumby and like the colors there were so many pieces that were just made of colors that like frog green i, I don't know if i'd ever seen frog green before so um beautiful. and a lot of classic colors uh that don't exist anymore um but doug was such a collector that i think chloe will be discovering things for many years to come <laughs> that sounds um, scary and fun it was uh it was a very fun time and um we hopefully we can get chloe on the podcast sometimes we I mean, uh, get her side of the story but um yeah that was a wonderful time we all went out for drinks afterwards and uh kind of did a little neon tour of the neighborhood and there's a lot of skeletal hanging window signs that he would make and i i also learned that he kind of had a system where he rented signs for a dollar a day. He basically had like standing understandings with restaurants where he would, him and his wife would go and, and eat there. And that was just kind of like, it was like a trade deal that he would have with certain places. And um, I just absolutely love that. I think it's a, a wonderful idea. So yeah, we're really grateful for Chloe for hosting and Morgan and, and Catherine for hospitality side of things. And um Hopefully, if anybody wants has the space or the time and the energy to host another one sometime soon, we'd be happy to uh, make that happen or help make that happen. Let's say. What about you? Uh, where the fuck were you? Fucking,
0: I don't know. I'm astral projecting. I don't know where the fuck I am.
1: <laughs> I wish you were actually doing that. if we could be here. <laughs> but yes here we no it
0: was great it was a great summer um had some really fun opportunities it kind of like took we kind of closed summer out with a bang over here on the best coast uh okay. the west coast she says <laughs> looking at her friend who is grimacing at her and <laughs> uh but it was fun we we kind of closed out the summer on labor day weekend pilchuk had a really cool neon symposium so as dj was saying even though we weren't really churning out podcast content we were out there doing the neon thing and so the neon symposium was really cool I was only able to go to one day of it but it was a three-day symposium and it was really cool we got I got to see so many folks I already know and I met another I don't know I want to say seven to ten neon makers in my region that we I didn't even know were there and uh, my favorite story to share from it was I met this man who bends in La Washington. And for those of you who aren't familiar geographically with the state of Washington, it's where typically the tulip festivals happen. So we have a tulip festival and a daffodil festival, and they're just like fields and fields of beautiful tulips. And there's this little tiny, cute, sort of like Main Street strip as you go to the as on your way to the tulip field and there's this incredible neon sign in this like art supply store and it's a really complicated art paint palette so it has like really tiny colors of color samples and like the tube squeezing the paint out anyway it's so cute and I had actually been chatting with a friend in my shop about how much we love that sign and we couldn't figure out who made it and I was just talking to this gentleman. He said, Oh, yeah, I bend in the McConnor. And I was like, Oh my God, did you bend this sign? And he said, Oh, yeah, I bent that, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm here. This is so i terrific. Know, we're seeing... I know. And he was so nice and like definitely. I was just, I think my favorite takeaway from the symposium for me is I I'm a very relational person. I really like connecting with people. So that's what I love about meetups like that, it's getting to hear people and you know I I do love presentations and things don't get me wrong I just really love connecting one-on-one and I feel like there were three or four folks who really put themselves out there by coming alone like I know a lot of people it can be kind of daunting to like drive three hours to come to some neon supposing where you know no one and I I had a really a pleasure of meeting him his name was Michael And then my new favorite of all time, her name is Dana. She has been bending in Spokane for some time and is teaching her son. Um, I guess he's been doing her bombarding lately. And we were kind of just chatting about what it it would take to help him move from the basics to, you know, improvement. And they came and visited me a few weeks later and we had lunch and it was lovely. We were sitting at the table and my husband was like, it was really funny to just like be staring at two of you. And yeah, that's how (laughs) I felt. It was so good. She's like, seriously, I I, I kind of am scared to say to her face, but I'm like, could you just like adopt me? I really, Aww, really like you. Nice. You're terrific. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but supposedly specifically was great. We had excellent presenters. Um, uh, We got to see like two pulling demos with Danny and Jacob and James Akers, and we got to... Uh, see the the other counterparts, the gas like tube suckers. So Danny Kays, Jacob Wilcox and uh Galen Turner. Galen did a demo on what they've deemed scooter sticks. I, for the haters, if you think I'm using this incorrectly, you can just take a deep breath. But from my perspective, it was kind of like a gussied up Gessler tube. Like it's okay, really cool, like funky hand pulled tubes in U shapes with bubbles at the top. And like, one electrode or two electrodes okay so that was pretty cool and uh jacob and Zawell did a presentation that i wasn't able to be there for but i got to talk to them afterward and um yeah so it was a really good time i i feel like it was a robert good was there robert was there got to yeah. meet with robert he came to my shop afterwards it was fun too and um yeah so many people like so many it was wonderful so it kind of calmed my FOMO for the Richmond meetup that I couldn't go to it's because <laughs> I was sad to miss it but I did get a little west coast hang with some neon folks so that was really good and my hope is that it will be annual now I think Pilchuck probably um I mean I don't know their inside very well but I'm assuming that it was a good chance for them to be like oh yeah this neon thing is sticking around because I I feel like we'll probably cover this a little later too but DJ and I have kind of had some interactions where, like, the glass crew kind of accepts Neon as the, like, stepchild. I feel like because we aren't working with it, Molten, we're, like, cheating or something. And I, I, my hope is that in the next few years that perception be, continues to change and we can continue to partner more with, like, traditional glass blowing and making places. So,
1: yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and one of the one of the ways that I think that it's continuing to get better and change is that um, w- what I witnessed at Gas, when we, we both went to Detroit in June, where the Guild was invited to give demos after the uh, two Neon presenters, Stephanie of Pumpkin Studios in Brooklyn, who I've long had an admiration for her amazing bending and text work. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, check it out. And Kate Hush, who is also in Brooklyn now, back in Brooklyn, and does really awesome femme fatale um, graphic neon pieces um, that are also really cool. So it was really awesome to see their presentations and then kind of come in afterwards. And we just kind of like bent and hung out for all the second day. And I was uh, able to bring my mini little library with me, which kind of was like an extra thing that I decided to do at the very end of packing the car because we had a little bit of extra room Um, and I didn't really know if anybody would really be interested in all my dusty old nonsense but a couple of like glass blowers who were just kind of starting to get interested in bending um, sat down and actually looked for a while at at some of the books I had and and one of them actually thanked me for bringing so that was really cool And uh, meant a lot to me as someone who collects this type of knowledge or to share Mm -hmm. with people.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. I I think that was really like a very heartening experience for me, too, of we kind of had this really cool spot where we... It seemed like the main gas conference was happening in this industrial building and it was kind of existing glass blowing studios so they kind of gave us this gigantic extra conference room in the building across from the parking lot and the thing that was cool about that is we were at the entrance to the michigan glass project so we kind of got to like double dip and got a double whammy of sharing both the guild as well as neon in general and so i feel like both groups really responded to what we were doing neon related and as well as like promoting the guild and uh just bringing some new awareness to neon to glass folks i think it i my my assessment is there's a lot of sort of heads downness in all glass and you just kind of like are doing your thing you're trying to improve you want to build your body of work or whatever your heads down focus is and it was really fun to just like kind of like look up and take a breath and see what everyone was doing and it was really cool we got to connect to our friend jb martinez who works in detroit
1: and amazing bender
0: just amazing it was really cool he uh got to show us a pc bent for the michigan glass project out of some of the new classic glass that fms is carrying so pro tip there pop over there if you want to try out their new glass and he was kind enough to donate a few sticks for us for our demos. Just, yeah, all around terrific guy. And we also had planned to bring a third Neon Guild founder with us who wasn't able to join. Instead, we brought a Neon Guild member, being rising. He came and hung out with us and DJ's partner and the two of us and being just kind of like hung out at an, at an Airbnb all weekend. So that was fun too. So lots of good relational things and um yeah it was a fun way to start the summer we just didn't really get a chance to share that with everybody yet
1: so yeah I think beyond the gas conference and and all the fun new friends we made or people that we met that we knew on Instagram Detroit is an amazing place if you have not been there go go there now it's like my new favorite place I could eat that pizza every day of the rest of my life And not feel bad about it. We found this
0: incredible pizza place. What was it called? Grandma, Grandma John's, Grandma Bob's, Grandma Bob's, Grandma Bob's.
1: As a a recommendation from Kate Hush. Thank you, Kate.
0: Thank you, Kate. You literally saved our lives. It was the best meal I had. In fact, we returned. We loved it so much.
1: We went twice. Yes, it's not every day that um we can both go to a restaurant and be happy about our decision,
0: right? I know uh, tangent here. If you didn't know, allison has been vegan for almost 11 years and DJ loves all kinds of food. And sometimes we annoy each other when we need to meet our dietary <laughs> needs when we're trying to pick a place to eat. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what. But it's okay.
1: We'll all the and relationships her. are is complicated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that we both
1: immediately are like, it's okay. I still love you. It's fine. Totally so fine. You do you. I'll do me. And, up. Uh, yeah <laughs> we'll find a cool pizza place that has vegan pizza and everything will be all right
0: and it was incredible <laughs> seriously i even to this day i'm like
1: oh i want to eat that pizza again i tried to make it at home and i failed yeah i did not
0: do a good job <laughs> brad's gonna make some focaccia this week and i'm gonna try to make it too because it was no. kind of like the best way to describe grandma bobs is it was basically like focaccia bread was the base yeah. for it and it was yeah. incredible i was
1: just like how have i not but I also this looked season. this up afterwards because I was like, I want to know specifically what the difference is between, because it's like Chicago deep dish, you know, style-ish, but yeah, definitely more on the focaccia side of that. Yeah. I guess the other things that make it a Detroit-style pizza are um, for the square shape. It comes like it gets baked in like a square kind of tray, specifically this tray. And then also for the meat lovers among us, it has three layers of pepperoni for some reason that's pretty incredible not gonna lie so yeah uh big fan also big fan of just the landscape of Detroit um as like an architectural student like like in my brain not in real life (laughs) um the fact that the city kind of died with the automobile industry at a certain age where the buildings are still around from that era And and a lot of times, especially where I live, those are all gone by now. They've been turned into condos. So that kind of was really interesting. My favorite place um, besides the industrial center where the gas conference was, which was amazing, was um, this coffee shop that Jacob found that was in an old church and had the organ still in it and everything. It was really gorgeous and really interesting and cool the way that to see how creative people and people who still live in Detroit and love that city have turned some of the buildings that once were made for one thing into something else. It's the, the creativity and the um, ingenuity of that city was really impressive. And then to add the cherry on top of the wonderful experience, um, Jacob found on his way to coffee as well. My partner found a recently uncovered like 1999 sci-fi channel billboard that was just like out of retro wonderland. So that was a little fun bit of, design tourism that we did while we were there it's right near the industrial center
0: yeah i feel like i had the same feeling i i also am obsessed with detroit now too i feel like to dj's point it was this it really did feel like a company had kind of like sucked out the resources and just sort of like left to like keep it to keep it down and my i i love there's so many great stories of resiliency coming out of detroit and like really interesting ways to sort of bounce back. And I think the thing that was most interesting to me was how few big box stores I ran into. It was like a lot of small businesses had like supporting community. And I feel like I I mean I'm here for that. I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with that. And um everyone I met was great. They were always nice. And again, we I got tattoos. Again, we I we did get tattoos as a group, which was fun. <laughs> and um <laughs> The funniest thing is again, since I'm I'm vegan, I'm the one that's always like, okay, bye. I'm gonna go try to have this adventure to feed myself. See you later. And every time, I would like go to a place. They had a ton of vegan places in Detroit. It just was so different from my norm. It was like some ghost kitchens inside of another one, or like a cooler in another one. So it it was present, um, but it de- it definitely felt like it was on the upswing, which was really um encouraging. And I definitely was like, should I move to Detroit? so i'm trying to convince dj to come to the west coast but it sounds like our our compromise might be detroit but also maybe you don't want that we'll
1: see Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) yes now you're up to speed strap in get ready we're about to have a really wonderful next couple of episodes with some really cool folks and we're excited to share with you vroom vroom strap in
0: well, before we go, should we end our episode with our tradition of a nonsensical question?
1: Indeed, Okay
0: should. How do you describe the internet?
1: Exhausting.
0: Oh, so <laughs> good. You might have taken mine. <laughs> I'm torn between toxic <laughs> or maybe if you're torn between toxic <laughs> i'm torn between toxic and like well i was torn and now i'm not torn maybe yeah well know.
1: toxic and, and exhausting i think those,
0: are, those toxic, pretty much... exhausting. Uh, or or bloated i feel like bloated is my <laughs> one because like it definitely has just like expanded to this thing that doesn't need to be what it is and it's actually kind of interesting. There's uh, my partner's in tech and like follows a lot of stuff that I kind of don't care about, but he usually gives me like good highlights about it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of uh, I can't remember what it's called. The frontier. I'm just gonna botch it, so I'm just gonna talk about it in broader terms. But there's some new groups who basically like founded the internet who were like, "Yeah, are bad that this kind of blew out of proportion. How about we make some new suggestions for standards for the internet?" And I'm like, "Yes,
1: that'd be nice." Yeah. yeah. You know what doesn't suck on the internet? The Neon well, Makers Guild website. Agreed.
0: <laughs> We're carving out little beautiful pockets of this bloated, toxic, exhausting yep. internet for you. Are so, if nice. you
1: don't already know, you should go check out the guild on the website and check it out. There's lots of things that you can uh, access without being a member, but there are extra fun goodies too if you are a member. And then also, if you're still on Facebook for some reason, like me, uh you can go on <laughs> called Neon and Plasma Beginners. That is a there's a lot of really good conversations going on in there. I'm an admin. Um, make sure you answer the security questions so I can let you in. And um yeah, those are those are a good place to get started if you're just starting with us. And we thank yes. you for joining us. Yes. Thanks. Stay tuned for a really fun season
0: two on Neon Nonsense.
1: Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Gas glows, producing the characteristic red light. In mercury
0: vapor lamps, mercury atoms. My, the one that comes on into Chicago, so it's not like totally what East Coast. That's but not I what. Think for not a East
1: Coast. I just said that. <laughs>